Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode two of the Forged in Light podcast. I'm Doom, and I'm joined today with my friends Lich and Crimson. It's a PvP-heavy podcast today and a beefy twop, so let's get into it. places and all things you can block it even try to trap it but the light always finds its way because we are forged in light Well, let's let's start the with the the elephant in the room with uh, Lance Reddick passing since our last episode. It's kind of a big hit to the Destiny Two community. Yeah, it's definitely um, definitely something no one saw coming. Uh, I mean, I don't think anyone ever sees someone passing away coming, but um, especially when it comes to like the commander, you know, the leader of the Vanguard, it's for, and it's so sudden, you know. And obviously, we all want to respect privacy of the family and all that but um hopefully uh from what it sounds like at least he he passed away peacefully you know nothing no pain or anything like that or at least i hope not yeah sure. no yeah i agree yeah. yeah it sucks it sucks i mean bungie's already stated that they're not going to remove his character and proceed with his character storyline i mean i'm pretty sure they already have most of his story completed or at least audio lines um and i know there was sort of some uproar about like oh if you needed more of his audio do you ai generate it now now with all these ai generators like what do you do to respect his legacy as a character and then just his legacy as an actor and all that stuff and that's kind of a weird like um uncanny valley you know to cross but from what it sounds like it sounds like he had most of his stuff completed so it sucks to see his passing. It sucks to see to know that he wasn't able to be here, stay here to see the game finished off. You know, but I'm sure he's watching from above somewhere. So yeah, definitely, sure. he was a he was a big, big part of this game to the point where during Beyond Light, he turned his closet into a sound recording booth so he could continue to do Zavala's lines even through COVID. Like he he was dedicated to the game. He he really enjoyed this game. In fact, they found that. He was online the day before he died, which is just goes to show like the kind of dedication the man gave to this game. For sure, yeah, it's uh it's an iconic voice. It's one of those immediately recognizable, uh, just the tone, everything about it. He sounded incredible. Uh, set the character for Zavala perfectly. He sounded like he just commanded authority with the the tone of his voice and it was awesome it was awesome to partake in you know years of hearing that and it's sad to see him go yeah i actually i just watched uh on uh, a reel was his uh, his appearance on uh, the Eric Andre show? Oh which God! Have yeah. you ever watched the Eric oh, Andre dude, that, show? Yeah, dude. <laughs> the Star <laughs> it, Trek it, one. Yeah, it yeah. was so bizarre <laughs> hearing Captain uh, Commander Zavala 
<laughs> like swearing up a store. Yeah, swearing, <laughs> punching a hole in Eric Andre's dead. It was great. It was really great. Hey, he was a fun guy, man. He had a great personality from what it seemed and from what he portrayed and was showing to the public. And yeah, it's it's a heavy blow. It's a heavy blow for everyone, for every for everything that he was involved with, you know. John Wick and all that too, just dropping what this past weekend. Um, something that I I don't know if it ended. I don't know if this this last installment was the end of the franchise, but I mean, if there's oh, any no. way to end it, this much should be. <laughs> I, I already saw on Twitter they're they're already talking about John Wick Five because it did so well. They're oh just gonna God. they're gonna beat that horse dead. <laughs> That's what they're gonna do. <sighs> yeah, they're gonna milk it for every penny. I think they're already saying they're welcome a little bit now at this point. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like, I just watched all three of them. It's just so I could be caught up again. But my gosh, yeah, like, how far can it go? I don't know. I haven't seen this fourth one yet. So who knows? Same. All that could change. Same. But, um, but yeah, man, RIP, uh, Lance Reddick, Zavala. Hopefully. Sure, pour, pour one whatever. out for the homies. That's yeah, for sure. man. Whatever they do with his story, I'm sure Bungie will has had. Uh, you know, I've always predicted, and this is prior to his passing. But I've always predicted Zavala, or at least I've hoped that they give Zavala like the 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 ending he deserves in the game. You know, well deserved ending, especially for everything that the guy like tries to do, like has done for the Vanguard and for everyone there in the last city. Mm-hmm. And it seems like he sacrificed a lot in his character. So it's like it'd be awesome to see him like go martyrdom and they're just like to save the last city he has to like like i don't know tap into some power that he's never tapped into and then you just see him basically become saint 14 or something but he needs to go super saiyan ultra instinct yeah yeah, i mean wouldn't that be awesome i mean gosh i mean not that we wanted to line up like that but my god to say farewell to that character like and if they were to say farewell to him in a manner where it's like holy shit <laughs> like that was sick i you know i you I, you would think that's what uh, that's that's a good way to end him but i think the best way to end him is just let him go into retire like let him walk off from the last city and just go live his life the way he wanted to with his wife and his kid and just just let him just let, let him be a hermit somewhere it's like let him walk off and be be what he's always wanted to be but never was able to because the city always kept calling back to him. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Live long and prosper, old friend. Um, yep. Yeah. But uh, we do have a lot of big news with, with PVP, right? Yeah. <laughs> last, yeah. Last huge, week. man. Huge. So since the last episode, we had the first week of trials and the introduction of what everybody already knew was going to be a scourge was the immortal drop <laughs> that thing that thing is yeah ease of use like crazy that thing is just running rampant everywhere <laughs> i was one of proud one of the proud guardians to get immortalized by the immortal this past <laughs> week and it was fucking frustrating beyond I, yeah I think I saw on Twitter that this was this isn't the season of the Defiance; it's season of the Immortal. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't see that. That's awesome. Actually, they should change that. <laughs> change the name, season of the Immortal, because if you ain't running Immortal, you're probably you're probably getting killed by one. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I, I mean, um, yesterday I was playing Crucible 
to get my pinnacle. And uh, even right now, it's still coming across people rocking immortals and just the range, you know, everything that it's that weapon's capable of doing right now. Um, yeah, it's 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 a, it's a weird one, man. It's it's weird. It's definitely tipping the balance, the meta right now towards one weapon, not even not even a branch of weaponry, just one weapon. It seems so. Well, I depending think, on the I, map, I think it is the branch because aggressive frames are hot right now. Like <laughs> they're so hot right now, Zoolander. So, so but, hot. <laughs> <laughs> because I mean, you got the Iclos. The Iclos was before the Immortal. You have Teraba still. It just just the aggressive frame right now is really good, and we'll talk about that later because they address that a bit mm-hmm. in in this week's TWAB. Yeah. So again, they're just they're they're way outside of what they what they should be doing, and and as you say when we play, is they're stepping too hard on auto rifles toes, and they they need to get tuned back a little bit. Yeah, just um. The fact that a, an SMG is able to like start leaking into another another type of weapon, it, it's tough, man. Because it's a tough game. It's tough. FPSs have always been tough. I think in general for any game developer to have to handle and balance out weapons because there's so many types of weaponry. And then how do you balance like uh, the gunplay and then just the gunfights and all that? Um, and and then, you know the hardest thing I think Destiny has ever had had to do is coincide with the uh, abilities and weaponry. Like how do you balance both of those? It's one thing to just have to balance worry about balancing weaponry in like a game like Call of Duty or Counter Strike or something like that. But when you're introducing now abilities that can either like buff you or debuff enemies, you know that in itself is already another like headache to have to deal with and i get it you know sometimes you got to roll out from what i know like it's easier to roll out a weapon overpowered you know even an ability overpowered and then just start bringing it back bringing it back bringing it back until it comes into line with everything else yeah. definitely definitely and i mean it's like you said it's hard we gotta be careful they have to be careful with uh the things that they're changing because it totally flips the game on its head i mean like you said, these the immortal. Everybody predicted it. Everybody predicted it, and it abs- it was a hundred percent true. Uh, I there's unfortunately there's no triumph for not playing the meta, so I'm a slave to the meta until I die, and I'm okay with that. So if it's broke, I will use it, and I'm I, I have absolutely no shame <laughs> in doing that because it it's not going to be broke forever. It's going to be broke until they fix it. And if you're not using the meta, you're getting killed by the meta. So you might as well take advantage while you can. And have some, have some fun with it and get those juicy YouTube clips. hundred percent. Yeah, drop highlight reels of the immortal, just shitting on <laughs> casuals. Why not? Like it's a hundred percent like, yeah, I'm here. I'm gonna use it. Like, let's just not- let's roll with it until they roll it back. That's it. That's all you can do. And and not to mention, I mean, it's it's good for PVE. Like it has solid PvP roles to it too. I would say it's in the same factor as the Iclos, where you can get the uh, the Volt Shot on Iclos. You can get Hatchling on on the Immortal and still be just as good for uh, for the PVE side. Oh, that's that's one of the that's. So I do not have a good PVP role for my Immortal right now. And all I've been using is my perpetual motion hatchling, which is not the greatest for PVE, but just getting something with hatchling. It's the first weapon I think I've got to drop with hatchling. So I was playing with that and getting used to it. And even a, a really mediocre role 
it's just it's been a blast it's been fun i like the the feel of it the range of it is ridiculous even without something like uh you know rangefinder stuff like that so it's been fun but for how long we'll see yeah it's definitely gonna get a nerf by season 21 it'll be it'll be gone and out of it by the beginning of season 21 so use it while you got it right definitely yeah yeah but um we had iron banner we had our first week iron banner and this week we don't have Iron Banner, but next week we have Iron Banner. So returning, we had the Jorm's Claw and the Bite of the Fox return to us, which could could have some solid rolls on it. I've been using the Jorm's Claw. I don't. It's okay. Like it's it is a mediocre pulse rifle. I don't know if you guys have gotten anything decent on it, but I've kind of gotten a couple different ones, and it's just been mid. <laughs> I definitely would rather use my syncopation or well, it's kind of else. weird. I mean, especially for a solar um, subclass right now, like I, I would honestly probably take my Jurassic green over the germs claw. Um, germs. It's all right for PV. Like, I mean, I've been playing uh, with the moving target incandescent on roll myself. Didn't really find it like anything that like blew my mind, honestly. So, um, the new Neomuna pulse rifle, I think, is better than it. Definitely. Um, and like I said, Jurassic Green too. I, I, I don't know. Like I, I've tried Jerome's in PV and PVP. Um, it's been all right. It's been all right. I think it's pretty mid. Like, and I don't mean mid that bad. I mean middle ground. <laughs> I think yeah, it's in no. the middle ground. Like it, it's it's not bad. It's not good. It's just there. It's an it's another pulse. You know. It's so. Yeah, I have not got much time behind it, honestly. It's not my favorite type of pulse anyway. Uh, plus, everything I get seems to drop with the Iron Banner perks, which I'm not a big fan of. I don't like sacrificing a stat to boost another stat. I'm not a big fan of those perks. So, yeah, I think it's like sure. Iron Reach and some stuff like that. It's just not, my, not what I'm going for in my roles. And... Like I said, yeah, nothing nothing that really jumped out at me. And I'm in the same camp as you, Lich. If I'm going to use uh, a pulse, uh, you know, an adaptive frame or something like that, I'm going to use my syncopation. And that's, yeah, there's just definitely. better this options. Has a, it just it, it has better stats all around. This, this one's stats are just trumped by syncopation and the other ones. I mean, it's got all the good perks there. Like, if you are honestly trying to go for this one, like you want a solar pulse rifle to use in pvp you could get encore in it in the third column plus moving target in the third column both of them are going to be great for pvp and then you have golden tricorn kill clip and head seeker in the third column they're going to be great for pvp too so if you're looking for those grab one of those if you get any of those rolls on it just give it a try again the adaptives they're not great because they don't do a two burst like most of the high impacts you got to get the third burst in there most of the time Unless you get one of those damage perks going, because they're back ended, you need to get you need to get some sort of damage perk to make them to make up for it. Whether it's kill clip, golden tricorn, or even head seeker to kind of make it a little bit better. And we also had the bite of the fox return, which is a I believe an aggressive frame. Let me just make sure about that. It is aggressive frame sniper rifle. Uh, I haven't really got many of these. Uh, some of the PvP community is, is saying 
it's all right. It's just, it's got the Chevron. That's what, what most people don't like is it's got the Chevron for the aim down sights. It doesn't have your, your typical red dot. So that's, that's what's taken a lot of people off of this. Yeah. The reticle definitely makes or breaks the gun for me. Same with, uh, same with the, the scope itself. I know you're, you can't stand Aisha's embrace because the scope is just massive and it takes up the screen so much. Oh yeah. You can't see anything around that. Fucking it's, thing. it's, it's bad. <laughs> But this thing, it's got, if you're looking for one, if you're going to take it into PvP, you could always get snapshot, opening shot, which I feel like are two just made in heaven perks for a uh, for a sniper rifle to come into to PvP. Uh, you could also put no distractions on there if that's something you're going to get. But really, it's there's not much here for PvE. But if, if you're really looking for a, a kinetic sniper rifle, you can give this one a shot. It's not the worst if you can get over that chevron. Even moving target, moving target paired with snapshot sights is going to be pretty fun for PvP. That's definitely going to help a lot. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, we got a couple other returns. The Hero's Burden. I checked that one out. It's pretty good. It's a good void SMG. It's an adaptive frame. It's got some pretty interesting perks. It's come with destabilizing rounds. Pretty pretty fun. If you if you want to give it a fantastic. shot, I'd go ahead take that one out. Adaptives aren't really yeah. the meta for PvP, but they're pretty good at PvE. So I uh, know I was uh, once I got my feeding frenzy destabe drop uh, during Iron Banner week. I I was shredding people. Probably my TTK wasn't as quick as it was when it comes to void. I mean, the funnel web still is like the reigning king for SMG uh right now i think especially in pvp but um this one i don't know it's giving it a run for its money honestly like i i I enjoyed it i was able to get a lot of good kills really quick um i I had a couple rolls but i stuck with the feeding frenzy destabilizing rounds and then in pve this thing's an absolute monster especially with volatile flow right now happening uh picking up orbs of power and all that stuff dude this thing just at just ad clears man waves are of ads just you're destroying everything um so with uh especially with like enemy density being a lot higher now it's been a blast i have i have a lot of fun running this thing uh yeah that's it's pretty much the weapons from <clears throat> the most important ones i would say i mean you could always go back and do a legacy and check out some of those but that's a that's a whole <laughs> that's a whole nother can of worms to get into yeah uh. Yeah, and then I think Allied Demand got like maybe one or two new perks, but nothing like groundbreaking either. You know, it's a good sidearm. It's a good kinetic sidearm. Nothing special. I think they changed the app, um, its uh, profile picture, and then like I said, one or two new perks on it. But other than that, like nothing, nothing crazy on it. Yeah, I think it's good. I think. Well, what was the other one? The three round burst that you can get down there. Um, uh, there was another sidearm that you can get. The three arm three. Three round burst stasis one, that's Iron Banner. Oh, from a few months ago, from a few seasons yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a couple of seasons ago. You can actually focus that one again, which is yeah, which is still too. and then yeah, um, yeah, I got it right here. Um, oh, the peace bond. Peace bond, yep. Yeah, peace bond. Which, I'm pretty sure uh, peace bond can get a range finder on it, which is always a good, <laughs> always a good perk. Yeah. It's it rolls of iron rage. It, yeah, it has great. It has great perks on it. 
True. All right. Well, before we start jumping into the the big old PvP blog that they put out last week, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about some builds for PvP. Maybe people listening want to hear a little bit about what we kind of think is good. Um, one thing that I, I think is really good in PvP, and if you haven't figured it out yet, is the Reaper mod. If you're not running Reaper mod, you're probably not doing it right. <laughs> Reaper mod pretty much just makes it to where after you use your class ability, you're going to generate an orb of power on your next kill, which will, obviously, more orbs. You're going to get more supers. You're going to increase the the amount of supers you gain. You're going to start up all of your, your mods, whether it's your surge mods, which aren't big. I mean, they don't, they don't do as much as they do in PvE in the PvP side, but, I mean, any extra damage helps. You can turn that three burst into a two burst or four shots into three shots, you know? Um, it, and if you are using Reaper mod, I highly recommend you throw on powerful friends too so that every time you pick up that orb, you're also helping your friends around you get the armor charges. So you might get one, now your friend gets one, and then they also get to pick up that orb too, and they also get the, the armor charge. So they get two, you get one, you're helping them out a little bit more. Definitely. Yes, yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's only beneficial for your team, for yourself. It's one of those things that just makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Especially yeah, when you get put on like absolution, and then you just increase all, you just get all of your your uh, cooldowns back yeah it's going to come in handy next week for uh, iron banners i believe the rotation this this upcoming iron banner i think it's rift i think it's rift for this one I, well we'll we'll go into that a little bit later they took rift out of the iron banner playlist they're not putting it in this time around because they found it too um it was it wasn't a good experience for solo players let's put it that way well, since they took freelance out, yeah, it's kind of a, <laughs> it's it's kind of usually most of those matches were snowballed, you know, um, if you weren't in a free or a, um like a freelance pool, you were getting you were just getting snowballed, honestly. Well, they they address that in their PvP post, in their PvP post. We'll get to that in a little bit, but uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. But so there will not be rift this season All in right. Iron Banner because they don't. It just wasn't. It wasn't a good experience for solos, even freelance. It was just wasn't a good experience. There's too much, too much teamwork that needs to be involved in it for it to be a fun match. And I do enjoy Rift when we're, you know, when you have a great team and everybody's focused on the objective and they're not just trying to farm kills. It's, it's a, it's a really fun game type. It definitely breaks up the monotony of just like capture points or eliminate enemies so i i like it i don't want to see it go but like you said it's just not solo player friendly right now so i totally get why they're doing this but speaking of iron banner what what kind of builds are you guys taking in there what what what's your go-to pvp build right now like what is you're 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 lining up to play five matches of iron banner what are you throwing on crimson I mean, personally, I still, I'm still running uh, Void, or I have, like, leaned, I caught myself running Strand a lot, um, you know, for, for being able to hold people up in the air, you know, that really comes in handy. Um, the Titan Exotics, the uh, the boots, um, the uh, Ambient Leaps, uh, they're fantastic, you know, being able to push out three of the tethers, 
just gives you more of an opportunity to be able to hold your enemy up in the air and it's great it helps out the team and um i've always viewed myself as being i'm i am more of an aggressive player when it comes to pvp just naturally i'm an aggressive player um i tend to try to go in and set up set up engagements and i might not get the kill but at least i'm setting it up to the point where my team could go in and finish off the team so um but yeah, I caught myself using Iron or uh, Strand a lot in Iron Banner this past a uh, couple weeks ago. Uh, it was fun. I love the Bola grenade too. Uh, I call him Bola, but like the Hunter grenade, the one that ropes him, like that's super fun. Um, not a f- not really a fan of the Titan Strand melee. Once again, it's another melee that connects forty percent of the time. It's awful because melee connection for a Titan has been horrendous for years and it's something that still hasn't been addressed that much and it's just god awful um and then void you know anything that could benefit the team you know void bubble has been like my go-to as well um i was running a lot of dune marchers now are you uh are you a shield bash guy or are you a uh, shoulder shoulder charge guy uh, it depends. Shield bash. I, I tend to do a shield bash. It depends on the build that I have. Uh, with Reaper mods now, I was usually using shield throw a lot too, uh, just because it, I could get, as long as I could tap the enemy just slightly and follow up with finishing them off, it's still going to produce an orb. It may be a little far away, but the orb is still there and gives me an opportunity to go and pick it up. So um, that's the nice advantage of having that shield throw. Like It doesn't have to get the kill. But as long as it just taps them just a tad, it all depends on the level that we're in, you know. Like, thank God Disjunction's out, but, you know, something like that, I would probably have Shield Throw on over Shield Bash. Um, I'd probably, if I'm going to rock Shield Bash, you know, I'm probably going to do the uh, Alliance Ramparts or something like that. So, but I, I, I tend to lean into the Shield Throw um, a little bit more. I I throw this out there. I know you like to play pretty aggressively. Have you thought about putting a little echo of starvation into your into your build? You know, when you pick up, uh, I know you like to get in there. You like to get your you like to start the engagements. Well, what if you what if you live through it? Like you get your reaper mod going, right? You get that orb as you run in. You have echo of starvation on. Pick up that orb, bam! Right into devour. Keep the fight going. Now you get a bunch of grenade energy because you got Devour going. And every time you get a kill, you're healing back to full. That could be something I throw into. I've, I've been playing around with different builds um, since Iron Banner. You know, trying to... All my built my loadout slots are filled up right now because I've been changing stuff, trying to fine-tune everything. <laughs> going, I've been going back to a lot of old exotics as well with, with this new system in place, you know, since the change with the mod system. Like, I've my biggest my biggest like like so far or pro for the game so far is the fact that it's making us in a way go back to using a lot of old exotics that we haven't touched in a while like um burning steps um i've i've been working with that uh severance enclosure playing with that mk44's legs playing with those and like it's making me want to play with those a lot more because it's just a little to me, they they seem more beneficial, not as detrimental now. Before, to me, like when they still had like when it was class based and all that stuff with elements, it just seemed like it just there were certain exotics that just seemed pointless. Um, at least to me, you know, in my own opinion. But um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm messing around. Like I said, constantly changing stuff up, changing up mods, seeing what's working best. Um, 
I got a Polaris Lance build, you know, I got a, I got a, a Monarch build. We got, obviously we have our wave splitter builds. There's so many weapons now that are viable with the way the new loadout system is, the new mod systems. It's, it's an absolute blast. Yeah, it, it is pretty nice to be able to, to go back and, and look at some other things, but I, I definitely think Void, Void's also a fun, a fun class to play in PvP. There's a lot of like survivability in it, and just yeah. like with the orbs and getting volatile rounds with with orb pickups now, and granting devour for just picking it up. And mm-hmm. you, can, you can go on a pretty crazy streak. Yeah, I should. Um, I was thinking about busting out the peregrines. I haven't. I haven't leveled those up yet because I just. <laughs> I guess I've been playing with the Dune Marchers or the Ambient Leaps or the MK44s, but oh, I, I want to see. One-eyed mask, man. You can bring out the one-eyed mask again. Try to get that. God. Try to get that meta going. <laughs> oh my god! Said no one ever. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Doom? What do you? What do you? Uh, what's your go-to? Uh, Void Hunter, always <laughs> in PvP. The uh, bane much, of Crimson's existence. My, much, much yeah. to the annoyance of Crimson. Although For I'm on his real. team, I don't, I don't play against him. <laughs> We're friends. We all love each other here. <laughs> but uh, my go-to right now, it depends on the map, obviously. But weapon-wise... If we're playing longer lanes, like if we're if like we drop Bannerfall or Disjunction, lately I've been busting out Hung Jury. Uh, Hung Jury with no distractions and box breathing is a really Ooh. solid three tap. If you you just you're you're focused in on them with those long lanes, especially on Bannerfall where you get that that top lane where you can see almost all the way down there and. Typically, there's somebody sniping, but if you can get that shot off right away, you're you know the flinch, and it's just pop pop after that. They're dead, and you move forward. You capture B and win the game, hopefully. But it's uh, it's tricky. Any anytime they close in, I'm falling back on my Ikelos SMG because I currently don't have anything better. I think that's outside of the immortal, the best aggressive frame submachine gun to use right now. Uh, I know they touched on the TWAB that they're fixing the recoil for this because it wasn't where it was supposed to be. So it might play a little differently now that I play it. But uh, I'm okay with that. We'll see. We'll play with it, try it out, test it. But uh, shorter lanes, I got to fall back to my dad rifles. I saw a video (laughs) where Astacross called Pulse Rifles dad rifles, and I'm addicted to that now because I think it's hilarious and it's true. The ease of use is really good. Uh, I'm not that great with hand cannons. Uh, I will freely admit that it's so hard for me to connect headshots. It. I wish. I wish (laughs) I was one of those guys that could just, you know, dive around a corner and pop, 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 and you're dead, and you don't even know what happened. I, I can't do it. I can't snipe to save my life. Uh, every once in a while, I have to act like I know what I'm doing, and you know everybody's surprised that I hit a headshot. And deep down, I'm praying and thanking God that it, it that I landed that headshot because it was 100% <laughs> luck. So uh, I am not yeah. that guy. Trust me, I am not that guy. And You're not 360 no scoping. <laughs> no, no. If I did, and if I do, it's because I didn't know you were there and I messed up. So I mean, do you know? 
have you not tried playing with like precision hand cans? I mean, they're one eighties. I know, I know, Blitzier. No, you're not a fan of one eighties. I personally like one eighties. I don't think I'm a great hand cannon either. Um, but like, and all pretty much one eighties to me are like my my comfort zone when it comes to hand cannons and PvP. Um, I don't know what it is about them. I maybe it's the quicker, obviously the quicker uh, RPM in it. But to me, they're they feel like uh, like like almost using a pulse rifle, you know, like just that rate of fire. It's a lot easier for me to pop off shots. I know, obviously, clearly they're weaker, uh, but I don't know. You should like consider Survivor's Epitaph or like the um, Seven Seraph, the Officer Revolver. Here's Definitely. here's my spiel on one eighties, and I don't hate one eighties. Some one eighties are really good. I just they're not optimal. Like they have one of the worst time to kills, and they're definitely they definitely are smooth as butter i do think they're smooth i I have used 180s they are they can be entertaining but they gotta have like they gotta have a a a damage boosting perk on them and you gotta like i don't think they're good for a 3v3 situation i think they're good in 6v6 where you can get the the jump on somebody for your first kill to get like kill clip going or golden tricorn or or some sort of damage perk they're good for that I don't. I don't think I'll ever take a 180 into trials or competitive because I'd just rather use what's going to be optimal. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I know everybody else is going to be hitting me with the immortal and a dad rifle because that's that's what's got the best TTKs, you know. So you got to bust out the uh, the Austringer, man. Bust out the all. Dude, I when I when I get fired up in BVB, like my go-to like hand canada but i always catch myself like busting out the fate bringer again like every now and then like all right you bastard i'm gonna get your ass no like i'll that i revert or fall back to like the time loss fate bringer there's something about it to me it's it's such a sticky gun and it's such a forgiving gun too when it comes to its uh its cone and its a uh, hit rate or a hit registration um uh, no, I really, really, do, uh, I do like the Fate Bringer, but then again, that's one of the best hand cannons, legendary hand cannons in the game. So, yeah, it's a, uh, it's time lost. Have yeah. they told you about my time lost Fate Bringer yet? I know Duke <laughs> has probably told you about his time lost Fate Bringer a couple times. <laughs> For sure, I never shut up about that as soon as I got it. And, and, got it work. <laughs> yeah, and to like, and to like add on to what Doom was saying about the. The hung jury, that that too, you know the the adept hung jury man box breathing. It's such a, you know, and and that's after it's nerfed because remember when that first rolled out like a couple of years back uh, during like Beyond Light with box breathing and it was just basically taking Jade Rabbit's job and it was it was pretty brutal. It was a pretty it was a two tap. It was a yeah, two tap for sure. It was insane, man. It was insane. I loved it. I miss those days, but even still, nowadays you can still get a three tap off really really easily. Uh, especially in like long lane maps. And also highly suggest if to everyone, players, if you have not picked up a hung jury, try to aim for it this season and master nightfalls or Gian's. It's highly, 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 highly uh, sought out and it's a great weapon yeah me personally i i usually i'll take either a solar warlock or strand warlock those have been my go-tos this season at least fireball grenades are just they're too good they're getting a nerf we'll talk later about that but fireball grenades are too good and just the mobility 
on on uh, solar solar warlock is just too good just speedy oh. boy around with icarus dash and then strand strand's been fun i've been i've been making a bunch of different clips of all my children when i throw down that that <laughs> rift and i throw eight little children and they just go do my bidding and they usually get a kill on it but i've been just wait for that uh that reel to come through it's me getting shit tons of kills with just a bunch of little children running around (laughs) strand has been difficult for me i feel like strand is just a way for me to get killed closer to the enemy faster so (laughs) i just i i you know shoot my, my my spidey web over there and i'm immediately killed i have absolutely no sense of how this this works in pvp right now I'm, i still very much have the training wheels on but i'm learning I'm trying to figure and, it yeah, out in a, in a way i feel with strand introduced into the game into the into the forefront it's i've noticed one thing i've noticed in pvp a lot of more people are doing long engagements lots of sniper rifles lots of scout rifles um other than when you're playing a tight knit map you know um, even at that, you know, people are still busting out either hand cannons again and pulse rifles, you know, they're keeping the distance. If, if they can't get the kill with the ability, you know, they, they, they play from far and I, that's fine. That's perfectly fine. You know, a lot of people play like that and I, I enjoy playing like that too. Uh, it's hard for me being such an aggressive player to get accustomed to that. Cause I tend to like run and gun. Um, but lately, you know, in the last few days playing Crucible and all that stuff, I've, I've been seeing that personally. A lot of people, man, a lot of the engagements are long-range engagements. So uh, luckily I haven't had an issue with Strand as much as you probably have, uh, Doom. Though my one, my one like, irk right now is the Warlock uh, children. Uh, I have a feeling they're probably going to nerf that eventually um, to the degree where it can't get a final kill. It's probably going to be able to get you down to like five five health, just like an ignition can't kill you. They're gonna they're probably gonna in, implement that into the kids, because it's such an easy way to be able to be around a corner and the tracking on those things are ridiculous. And they jump walls and they climb ceilings and they just go all over the place. <clears throat> it's such a hard thing to dodge. Whereas right. even an ignition, you could ignite someone, but you can't kill them in PvP with it uh, because they they had it's just a little bit too overpowered. It'd be too OP if they, if you could. So yeah, if you could kill people with yeah. a sword, I don't, oh, yeah. I don't see them. I don't see them nerfing it because it is, it doesn't have like, it's, it doesn't have like a really quick cooldown. Like I might be able to do the cheesy eight child throw out, you know, I could throw eight Grogu's at the, the enemy team. I can probably only do that like three times a match. If that, and that's like if everything's rolling good and I'm I'm able to get my cooldowns back. And realistically, I don't think you get a kill every time. Plus, they're they're one shot. Like literally, one bullet from your SMG will kill them. So it's like if if you get caught off guard, like I throw my ch- children, like I like to throw kids around. And if I throw my child across, <laughs> like around a corner, and you just so happen to be around that corner, and you get the kill. Like, I mean, it, it is what it is. But if, if my child runs around the corner and he starts running at you and you don't have the time, like you don't see them and just shoot him <laughs> and kill them right away, because they are babies. Um, they <laughs> die really quick. <laughs> I, 
I, I, just, I just don't see him nerfing it. I think I think it's it's all right where it's at. You get to kill every here and there, and I mean realistically, it's not too much of a menace. It's no it's no firebolt grenade spam. <laughs> I can't I catch myself like trying to run away and like I scream, I shout whenever I get hit by a firebolt if I'm by my teammates just because I don't want to fucking kill anyone else. I'm like, get away from me, <laughs> get away from me. I don't want to kill you. All right, well, I guess I guess we gotta roll up our sleeves and we gotta start fucking hiking, huh? We gotta we got a lot of blog posts to go through. Yeah. So last last Wednesday, Bungie put out a Crucible blog post about Lightfall Crucible and where it's at now and where it's gonna be going. Um, a lot of interesting stuff in here. A lot of good things, I think, for the the state of PvP. Um, just launching right into it there they did some they talk about some overall playlist changes uh better maps are going to be better weighted and shitty maps like disjunction are they're going to be down at the bottom you're not going to have to play disjunction or cathedral dusk as much as we're currently playing them which god disjunction every time disjunction pops up i just i want to go to orbit (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's my least favorite map. It's it, the yeah. map plays really well for for Rift, but I think everything else that map is just hot garbage. Yeah, yeah. Um, Agreed. Exodus Blue and Convergence still not in rotation, so those are still out. I kind of like Exodus Blue, Convergence solid. I do like Exodus Blue. It's got a lot of really close quarters areas with some sneaky long lanes if you know where to sit. And yep. it's it's a lot of fun with pulse rifles, with scout rifles. But then you start kind of making your way into the middle. And like even at the edges, there's these really close quarters areas. I, I really like that map. I've had some of my best games on that, so I, you know that definitely influences why I like it. But it's uh, I I was definitely bummed to see that that was out of the rotation. Mm-hmm. Same, same. It's a good solid one. Um, after the midseason patch, Clash will be leaving the quick play playlist, so it will just be Control up there at the top left or top right. I'm sorry. Uh, skill-based matchmaking will still be in that playlist, the control playlist, but they're going to be splitting it up into a connection-based matchmaking too. So they're going to split it up into a Crucible Relentless Rotator playlist. I'm sorry, Crucible Relentless playlist. That will feature Clash, Rift, and Zone Control. They'll be for the players that don't want to deal with skill-based matchmaking because these are only going to be connection-based matchmaking. And these will be replaced when Trials is active. There will also be Crucible Party Rotator, which will have Mayhem, Team Scorched, and Momentum Control. These are all modes that aren't really the Destiny 2 sandbox. They're just something something different uh, momentum's similar to hardcore team deathmatch if you've played call of duty uh scorched is just mayhem with a scorch cannon 
And then Mayhem is just nothing but abilities. It is it's it's normal destiny actually. I take that back. Mayhem is just normal destiny <laughs> because normal destiny yeah, normal is just destiny. <laughs> ability spam. Yeah, if you can't get the kill <laughs> the ability. Oh, run away, run away. Yes. Uh going into that too, all freelance nodes are gone. And competitive, rumble, and private will always stay on no matter what's going on. So if Iron Banner's up. Trials is up. You will always have those those in there. Then yeah. after that, they they start going into fire team matchmaking. So they actually show some percentages here. Um, so they it was working in the second week of Iron Banner in January last season, and it worked so well that they just said screw it and they just put it in everything right off the bat. And it pretty much just said that if you ever ran a full fire team of six, you matched against other full fire teams 95% of the time. So 95% of the time, you were always going to play six stack if you were a six stack. And if you ran solo, you went up against a full fire team 0.2% of the chance of the time. So that's one out of every 500 matches you might have got put into a, a full six against, against a full fire team. 60% of the time you were paired with a five-person fire team. 5% of the time it was a four. 4% of the time you were matched with a three-person or a duo. And 31% of the time you were matched with five other solos. So they, they thought it was working pretty good. So they, they put it out to everywhere. Nah. Um, <laughs> I didn't feel that. <laughs> they, they talk about that a little bit later. And, yeah. and as far as the fire team matchmaking goes... Is it does work really well on putting fire team against fire team or like like size fire teams against one another, but what it what it does is it favors the number of the fire team as opposed to the the skill. So it, it would rather put you in a shitty. I'm getting stomped on six v six. You know what I mean? Like if you have a full group of six and another full group of six. It would rather match you together than make sure that the match is going to be a good match with skill base. Okay. So it doesn't really matter what your skill is at that point. They're just going to put you because you're two sixes. That's the most important factor. And they're going to work on and trying to get that to where it's not going to be like that every single time. So you're not just like, you know, you're just going to get in bad matches all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on the three V three front. Uh, the freelance option was removed too, and I, I think these numbers are pretty good. Full fire team matchmaking was against full fire teams ninety eight percent of the time. That's a pretty good number. So if you went in as a three, ninety eight percent of the time you were going against a three, and I can attest to that too because we were playing um, Trials of Osiris, and we were a full fire team of three, and pretty much every single fire team we went against was a, a three stack. Well, knowing my RNG, uh, if I have a 7% chance of getting a team like that, uh, I won't get it ever. So. <laughs> <laughs> I like those odds. Uh, uh, if you, you had a fire team of two, 98% of the time you matched against another fire team of two. And if you were a solo, 80% of the time you were matched against three other solos. Which is, it's a pretty solid number. Okay. Um then they start talking about skill matching versus rank matching. This is this is what we were, we were just talking about. Uh, they 
this whole section just kind of like is Bungie justifying why they went to skill-based matchmaking for comp and not ranked-based matchmaking. Um, they also start going into why you gain so little points when you're playing competitive and why you lose so many points when you're playing competitive. They just kind of like, it, it's still in its infancy. So it's just, they're trying to trying to figure it out. They show some graphs about how they think they're doing it right that you know you know what i mean like the skill-based matchmaking is is matching the ascendant players versus ascendant players just because their their skill is higher than somebody that's in gold two so they're always going to wind up matching somebody at their level they also make the joke that the cheaters kind of point themselves out because in a couple of the graphs you can see up in there where one person with a, a zero skill rating is up in the like the highest bracket. Like that that guy wasn't he wasn't he was just cheating. <laughs> yeah, figures. <laughs> uh, next, they start rolling into we're finally getting what everybody's been asking for is competitive rewards. They will add a new emblem if you make ascendant three with a step stat tracker that will display current rank which uh, if you haven't seen it it looks pretty cool it's a pretty cool looking emblem i know i'm gonna try to grind for it because i want to flex <laughs> <laughs> that is 90 percent um, of this game it, i mean if you're playing an mmo nine times out of ten you're doing stuff just to flex on other people <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and they also go into talking about how the Rose Hand Cannon will be leaving in Season 21. It will be replaced with a sniper rifle. Nothing on the sniper rifle. But if the Rose Hand Cannon is a really good hand cannon, so if you haven't gotten the opportunity to farm one out in competitive, I would take some time and, and get into that. They also introduce a new transmat from Shax that you can pick up after you hit Silver 3, which will show your current rake on loaded. So when you, you get res revived, you'll you'll show that, oh, I'm a gold 3. I've got a big EP, you know? Um, some of the quality of life changes that they go into on the Crucible post is that the spawn over shield will be increased. So they, they go on to talk about how when you spawn up that shield was tuned for destiny to vanilla and we have we've gotten a lot of power creep since then in both pve and pvp so the spawn over shield is gonna gonna get a little bit of a buff so that's that's well welcome because i can't tell you how many times i've been revived in competitive or trials and only to immediately get killed before i even get an opportunity to move um, they're adjusting spawning. I know this is going to be a good one for, for Crimson. I know he, he's not a big fan of the spawning and, uh, it's dog shit. Just, it's dog shit. It's, it's awful. And I mean, even yesterday, um, playing, I played about a good two hours of crucible. Like yesterday, can't tell you maybe three, four times we're dead and it didn't matter what map. It didn't matter if it was big, small, medium size, uh, I got spawn killed instantly, not even out of the animation of spawning in and I'm already getting shot. Um, and I get it. Um, the game gets confused because teams are rotating. They're pushing points. They're pushing control points and all that stuff. And I understand that. Um, but I don't know. My eyes, it's always been a bad system. But then again, it's a system that's hard to balance out too because how do you stop? 
how do you code that? You know, coding that is incredibly hard. You know, obviously you try to implement something that's going to, it's very simple. If a team's over here, enemy team's over here, we're going to spawn you on this side. But when the enemy team is running faster, is able to move faster than your spawn rate and they get there before you could even spawn and they're just watching you, you like something needs to change there. Either you got to give people iframes or like what you said right here, they're going to be implementing a, a bigger, they're going to give you a bigger overshield from the get-go. So that's the start, I think. But, you know, especially once you start fighting in, in higher tier crucible matches or Iron Banner or like trials and all that stuff, it, it could be a nuisance. It could definitely be a nuisance. But they talk about adjusting spawn algorithms to make more safer spawns. So they're going to mm-hmm. try, they say their spawning algorithms have, have and tuning have not kept up with the time to kill and pace of the game. And mm-hmm. has it how it's evolved over the years? Yeah. So they're they're just gonna try to they're gonna try to make it more like player friendly and and adjust it a little bit so that it's not as I don't know you you get maps like um, Altar of Flames right where yeah. once if you take A and B it is literally just shove C into into a locker don't even push C just everybody watch every lane from C and you just hold them at that point which would be nice if you got more spawns around there like oh now we're all spawning at a like let's let's move around you know what i mean yeah and that's that's a problem because to kind of like add on to what they're saying and clear they've they're calling themselves out at the fact that like yeah we've we have not adjusted pvp and everyone who plays destiny who has been playing destiny for a long time knows pvp has not really been looked at um too much in the last few years obviously they've had a lot of story they've had a lot of pv implementations uh graphical updates major overhauls there's a lot that they have to balance out and pvp is just something that can't get the love it needs right now um or at least at that time it's taken them this long to be able to catch up and have the team available to even produce those changes because pvp you know it's huge and as we've seen in years past uh, something as simple as adjusting or nerfing or buffing a weapon telesto uh, could completely break the game and that's it's bad when 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 an issue like that when a gun could break the game you know um so i'm glad that they're trying to catch up play catch up now and bring pvp to where it should be with the power creep with the ability spamming with the new weapons and and it sucks that like yes we all know disjunction probably isn't the best map and after years of waiting to get that map um kind of like fall flat on its face it sucks but i think that's another thing they should probably consider looking into uh and here's a prime example counter-strike 2 you know that just got announced and a lot of a lot of companies, a lot of developers will do this. Call of Duty does it a lot. You know, they 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 bring back older maps. Now, um, obviously, they'll give it a graphical update. They they add new things. They, they try to freshen it up a bit. And then certain maps that are either for laning or aggressive pushing, they they try to adjust the way the flow is going to to react and the way enemy teams are going to react to one another by adding obstacles. And maybe that's something they should consider looking into. We don't need, maybe if they don't want to bring us brand new maps, fine, don't bring us brand new maps, but readjust current maps right now to be able to keep up with how the game is, the game's ecosystem at this point. If you're, if you're, if you know, you see us, uh, they have the numbers. If you see people, you know, aping with shotguns or laning in certain maps a lot more or, uh, 
long, long engagements, you know, and people are getting griefed because your spawning is that is that bad. Maybe consider adding obstacles and changing certain aspects of the map. It's a lot easier to go in and add small obstacles to be able to give the opposite team some time for survivability or being able to come back. Because I think the map itself, map structure is just as important as either weapon creep and power creep too, you know? I'll, uh, I'll move it on to, I'll just, I'll talk a little bit more on the spawning and I'll just go over like right out excerpts of what, what they said in the blog post. And they just said they're adding more spawns locations for each maps and modes investigating disabling the backfield spawns for control and clash and adjusting the influence of objectives and allies so that players spawn nearer to allies and ally-owned objectives. Uh, We're also looking at alternative objective locations to make gameplay more central. And a good one that I kind of like is for 3v3 modes and non-objective modes, they're looking to making lane maps feel more round by keeping objective spawns more centralized. They're also experimenting with blocking off portions of the maps with barriers. So just as you just oh, said, you <laughs> they're, ta- they're already talking about like, possibly just adjusting maps a little bit to make them feel a little differently. Yeah, and, and something aesthetically, something as simple as an aesthetic ad, obviously is going to cut down on development time and they have the assets there if they can't develop a brand new map fine but at least try to introduce new obstacles or just new changes to the map by adding a box like adding a statue something as as relevant as that could completely change the flow of the game you know be it a 3v3 a 6v6 or a um a control type map who knows but um yeah that's that's awesome that's awesome they're gonna do that hopefully uh do you know if that's going to be introduced in this season or next season? They they don't really talk about that. It was is when it's going to be. It just says future seasons. So all right, yeah, well, yeah, I I have a feeling if they're going to do that, it'll be like all right, we're going to block off these maps or the maps that we've kind of pushed away. You know, lowered the percentage of you being able to play. We're going to work on those for now. You know, while they're kind of like out of the loop, and then we're we'll reintroduce them. You know, updated whatever, and then they'll pull another two maps whatever update those and then just keep on rotating those out like that yeah we'll see yeah yeah uh they said after lane maps are in a better place we'll start working through other maps and modes uh then they start talking about what's that artemis i'm sorry i just heard artemis in the background everybody needs to know artemis is here (laughs) and she's talking to (laughs) (laughs) yeah she wants to be part of the podcast (laughs) we got a honorary member artemis <laughs> there she is, little sweet girl, <laughs> little chip chip. Uh, then they start talking about lobby balancing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just read straight from these. Now that we have had a chance to look at how skill based matchmaking is affecting the PvP landscape and quick play and competitive division, we're turning our gaze to lobby balancing. Our current algorithm tries to make teams matches fair by averaging skill of both teams as they as similar as possible what ends up happening at times is the highest skilled player gets matched with the lowest skilled player and they fight all the medium skilled players which is true mm-hmm. it, it happens a lot so yeah, they're investigating a new style of lobby balancing that should make the team compositions feel more even in terms of skill allocations 
but also keeping the balance of the teams as close as possible. Uh, I mean, we saw that. <laughs> like, like we we pulled uh, Fat Baby in, right? Yeah. To a couple yeah. matches the other night. And our matches got a lot easier <laughs> because we oh, had yeah. us on the higher end and then Fat Baby on the lower end. And and nothing nothing mean to Fat Baby. Fat yeah. Baby is my father. He's just you know, <laughs> he's, a, he's a dad. He's a dad. <laughs> well, and that's the thing, you know, for a game where they're trying to introduce it to new players, you're we're going to run into that, you know, where you get new players joining in, and you're going to get probably mixed in with that. Like, how do you balance that out on the technical side? That's incredibly hard to do. How do, to have to code that, to have to engineer a, a co- an algorithm that's going to be able to disseminate whether or not. This this six man team is going to go up against this six man team based on people's KDs, based on their time played. Like it's such a hard thing. There's so many things that have to go into that to be able to create a, a the right algorithm. And at least they're trying. You know, that's that's what I got to give them props at the fact that they're trying and they have noticed that because I a lot of times when we all when we're running as a six man or even a three man like we notice these things too like oh shit all right we have a guy that's only been that just started playing he only has a hundred hours in the game well we have three thousand hours in a game that's kind of unfair but then we notice we get teamed up against blueberries it seems i'm like well sorry like like this sucks for them but yeah yeah it's a really hard yeah yeah It, it, it like we've we've also taken the blow on that too you know where we'll play with certain people you know the PC side of it. And uh, I could tell you like going up against PC players playing on consoles and it's very, very difficult, at least for me. I know some people can do it. I personally have a hard time trying to at least keep up with the PC player. So there's so many factors that go into it, but I'm glad to see, or at least happy to know that they're at least looking into that or trying to address that issue. Yeah, definitely. Um, Then they talk about iron banner. Iron Banner, they don't really go too much because they they talked about it in the TWAB prior to this. And uh, again, like I said, we said earlier, they're not doing Rift this time around because it's just not friendly to solar players, PvE players, or new players because, I mean, obviously it's just a very team-dominated uh, mode to where if you're going against anybody that's got you know something between their ears, they'll be able to to make some moves and, and, and just dominate the match. Whereas if you're just a newbie or you're just somebody that doesn't really play PVP and you just don't make, make good moves, you're just going to get dominated. Yeah. Well, good. Uh, I'm glad. Glad to hear that. They do say expect an iron banner specific twist to address those factors in a future season, as well as new tri- twists they're, they're uh, cooking up. Cool. They're also trying to decouple the challenges for earn a daily reputation bonus and complete matches as specific subclasses to earn a pinnacle, and, but they just haven't found anything that they're happy with. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I always thought that was kind of funny where it was like, like I, I understood the concept where they want you to play different classes all the time so you're not just locked in on your Void Warlock cough cough planica but <laughs> we, uh, every, every time we can get a chance to stab at planica we we just have to we have to 
I will, and I will not apologize for it. You know who you are, <laughs> and you know why I'm saying this. But uh, hold on, guys, hold on. He didn't get his uh, orb. He he missed his devour, guys. <laughs> oh. I don't have devour. I don't have nobody, devour. I can't. Nobody know. kill ads while he picks up orbs, please. <laughs> uh, anyway, they uh, it, it was it always struck me as kind of weird that they would force you to play some subclasses like oh this this game is so creative do what you want but play this all the time or or you'll be punished and you won't get your uh pinnacle and yeah. the power grind is that much harder and so i i like yeah. seeing little changes like that that make the game easier in in soviet bungee you play void yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is a weird system you know uh, and and I try to look at it from my perspective as a veteran player. Like I don't mind it. Like I play all classes, whatever I'm fine. I can deal with it for four or five matches, but for like, I try to remember how would a new player feel? How would a new light feel coming into this? Like wanted attempt to go into crucible crucibles already daunting as it is. And then to try to play the, the rotating special PVP mode, you know, either trials or iron banner for to tell them or force them to have to like pretty much bottleneck them into like oh you have to play five to six matches in this class uh, a lot of times that's that's scarier a lot of people don't want to do it and then they get turned away from everyone wanting to dive back to iron banner or trials or any other type of like pvp game mode so it is cool hopefully they come out with a new way a new system you know i could see it being tied to kills you know like at 50 kills 60 kills or something like that to get your pinnacle yeah, I mean the, their old system with the the bounties was pretty solid. I did I did like the old the old bounty system for getting your pinnacles. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah, same. It was kind of surprising that they took it out. Like, yeah, it's kind of weird. It's because in Soviet Bungie, you play Void this season. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, they definitely dictate the majority of subclasses based off the uh, seasonal artifact, and it, it can be frustrating at times when. You really want to play solar or you know, arc, something like that. And it's just if you're not playing uh, what they want you to. And obviously solar is one of the ones that they're playing into this season along with Void. But it's, it's frustrating at times. But eh, I get it. I'm not saying I want it to go away. It's just you know, it's one of those things you work around. True. 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 Yeah. But... Moving forward, because there's this we're, we're in the thick of it, but I, I see the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, Trials of Osiris. This is this is where I bone her out because I do enjoy I do enjoy me some trials. I like I like to sweat a little bit and get my ass handed to me. Um, trials of Osiris. They they enabled the fire team matchmaking to it too. I was a big fan of that, so that even if I just want to play solo. There's still a good chance I'm going to play against three solos. Uh, they got some trials labs scheduled for season 20. Those are going to be coming up, and they're going to be making changes to the pool system, which was was pretty cool for me. So they're going to be adding two different pools. These both of these pools are going to be well. I'm sorry. the The challenger pool is going to be completely um, connection based matchmaking. So it's not going to be card based matchmaking like it is now, where if you have seven wins, you're going to be going, or you're you're on your sixth win, you're trying to go flawless, you're going to play against the sweatiest team that has seven wins and is just farming trials for adept weapons. You're just going to get a random 
random match that you have the best connection to. So it's there's no no more getting to the the steps of the lighthouse and falling because there's just a sweatier team than you. Um, yeah, challenger pool is going to be connection based matchmaking. This is the pool is going to be for the sweats. It's going to be for the people that want to get flawless and go all the way through. But the good thing that Bungie did is they're adding the practice pool now. So once your card gets flawed, you're going to go into the practice pool. And the practice pool is going to be some sort of uh, skill-based matchmaking, I guess. But it's going to be... If you're doing bad, they're going to put you against other people that are doing bad. They're going to have stomp protection in this pool. So if you're consistently struggling, you're, they're going to re- reduce your weekly performance to give you easier matches until you recover. Once you start recovering and you start going up, you're going to start playing harder and harder matches. As you are starting to play better, the people you're going to play are going to be better. And they're also going to add farming protection. So this is going to be for the guys that are flawless 3,273 times and, and not letting them just sit in this flawless pool and or flawed pool and and stomp on the little guys that are just trying to have some fun with their friends and play trials and not not worry about sweating. It's it's gonna watch them and it's gonna notice that if they keep just trouncing on these people, they're gonna throw them in the challenger pool. So even if they didn't want to sweat, now they're just gonna have to sweat the rest of the weekend. Which I think I think is great, and I hope it works as they they say it's going to work. Because again, I'm I'm super excited for this. I think it's going to be it's going to be healthier for the trials community, and and more maybe more people try it out now that there's a a flawed pool, you know, the practice pool, just to go in there and be casual about it and not get stomped on by three found verdicts or fell winners lie <laughs> and a palindrome and, and every, and, and bunch of, uh, a bunch of SMGs. <laughs> You're not going to, you don't want to get posterized, you know, on some, some streamers uh, page or anything. Yeah. I don't, yeah. You don't want to be the highlight reel for their yeah. practice pool farms of trials. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then they do some updating to the passages, which I think are pretty good. The wealth one is, they're changing it so that you'll always get extra trials rank and you'll get a bigger amount awarded for each major rank, which is three, five, and seven. Uh, and then Mercy will now forgive two losses. Make it a little bit easier for for the people that are first time trying to get flawless or for guys like me where I'm not I'm not an ape, I'm not godsend trials player by any means. I can hold my own, I get I could I can win my duels, but I'm not a carry by any means, but yeah, just having having that extra, that loss is, is going to be nice. Uh, they're changing the Gilded Flawless title requirements a little bit. They're also adding a new Flawless emblem, and they're going to be experimenting with changing the main Trials game mode to Dominion, which will be a zone capture elimination. So it, sh- it might always be zone control in Trials, which... As the PvP community has has been 50-50 on this, some people like it, some people don't. We'll see what happens when it happens, right? Yeah, what's Dominion supposed to be like, King of the Hill? No, they kind of do it now with zone capture every so often. They throw uh, 
where pretty much at the beginning of the match, it just randomly picks a spot. And oh that yeah, be, yeah. Be your a one. your a flag, and you yeah. have to get there. But if you if you kill everybody before the zone is captured, you still win. So either yeah. way, yeah, it just kind of forces you into the fights, right? Like it forces yeah. you to go to a lane. It forces you to be there. It's an engaging game mode. I did like that mode. I played a few times, but uh, yeah, I like that mode. Yeah. And they're also introducing a new quest to get new players on board with Trials and kind of like let them see how how Trials is from afar. Because it is kind of a daunting thing when Trials comes up as a new player to be like, do I want to go into that? Am I going to get smoked? Like, <laughs> what does it even do? How do I have to do this? You know? Trials is very off-putting for new players, especially if you're not confident in the game. For me, it was it was incredibly hard to deal with. I, I remember I played with you and Banter the first time really seriously playing that playlist. And it, yeah, we went like multiple rounds. I think we played like three or four games and I was, I was done. I was so fed up. I, I rage quit on you. I was like, I'm done. I can't do this. And then I, <laughs> like I left. I was so angry because I just, I went that many games without even getting a kill. Like it was so, it was so rough, but eventually I kind of got over it. And I was like, ah, I, I think it was Reed's regret actually that coaxed me out when you showed me a video about, you know, how you can like min max your DPS and with Reed's regret, you can, you could just do monster damage. And I was like, okay, well that alone is something that I'm, I'm very interested in. And that kind of drove me to getting the gun and, and playing trials. And then just at, from there, it just, it blossomed. I was like, oh my God, this is, this is such a fun game type. And I, I just dove head first and it's, it's definitely, there's definitely a learning curve and it's helped me out in PVP so much, but I still feel like I get absolutely just steamrolled by these guys. Yeah, it's it's definitely daunting when the 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 flawless pool hasn't been put into place yet on Sundays. When you you got you're just in the pool, you're swimming with the sharks. You're a minnow, just just keep swimming. You know, <laughs> you just keep getting messed up. And uh, yeah, after Sunday, it's not it's not so bad. I mean, it's it's bad, but it's it's not as bad as. Friday, Saturday night, for sure. Um, then they talk about new and returning game modes. So they're going to bring Countdown, and uh, they're also returning... I'm sorry, they're returning the Meltdown PvP map in Season 21. So at the beginning of next season, we will get a new map. It'll be a reprised map. Then they're bringing back several new and returning game modes to the Crucible rotation. So they're going to have Countdown, uh, Countdown is a reprise of the classic Destiny 2 Elimination mode features in Trial of the Nine. In Countdown, two teams go against each other in a single life battle for control of two Cabal Charges. The Cabal Charges on the map serve as focal points to force the combat and exit exist as the team-based solution to the stalemate gameplay that existed in Standard Elimination. They also are going to have different variants of Countdown. They're going to have Countdown Classic, which is going to be just what what we got in original Destiny. They're also going to have Countdown Respawn, which is going to be the same experience as Standard, 
but with no elimination rules. So you'll be able to you'll be able to revive other players. Um, but you'll only get one revive token per round, so it'll be kind of like akin to like when you have you're in a boss fight, you get one token per person. Uh, they're gonna have countdown rush, and it's a twitch twist on the standard count countdown. It'll feature multiple cabal charges. Uh, it features the same respawn or resurrection rules as respawn, but when a charge exits play via detonation or defusal, the other unarmed charge reactivates and is available to be armed. They're going to make changes to special how special ammo is acquired, ability recharge rates, weapon TTK, and player's health settings. And checkmate. Looking forward, we're going to explore new modes that branch out from the standard Destiny's check sandbox. Checkmate is a new set of game roles that intends to create a slower-paced experiment experience where players have more opportunity to re- react to encounters and where power spikes are earned rather than guaranteed, which includes changes to how special ammo is acquired, ability char- recharge rates, weapon TTK, and players' health settings. This mode is a significant shift from the core experience. So they're currently targeting for season 22, but to make sure they have time to tune the many inter the interacting systems. Uh, so checkmate will be a build modifier like they use in nightfalls. So they'll be able to potentially put it into other things. So it just sounds like checkmate is going to be maybe a more gun play, like a primary gunplay mode which kind of seems interesting there you go it's uh destiny battle royale confirmed can't wait (laughs) (laughs) gunplay destiny man don't don't worry about abilities too much (laughs) oh that'd be great that was it that was the the big old pvp blog in a in a nutshell and that thing that thing was a heater man a lot of good changes coming i'm excited about the trial stuff i'm excited about the respawn things the potential for Maps that we already know and love to get to get adjusted a little bit for three v three to make them smaller and feel more round. Yeah, I think these fine tuning quality of life changes are spectacular. I mean, I, I know we touched on it in our last podcast, saying you know we've had these progressive quality of life changes, but this this fine tuning, this is I love seeing this. It's the engagement with the community, responding to things that we're asking for things that we want to go away, like, you know, Disjunction. There's been plenty of complaints about that map, and not a lot of people are big fans of it, and they listen. So it's uh, it's nice to see them responding to us because the alternative sucks. But moving on from that, I mean, we had we, had t- we have two different twabs to go through. Um, <laughs> hello? Yeah. <laughs> that's signal she's uh she's uh, my cat <laughs> i bet she can beat up artemis i'm gonna tell you she's probably much. cat. i don't know she's Artie got, is she's a little got, cattle, dude. she's got a hell of a machine gun punch <laughs> she, she can fuck up some shit i'll tell you that much. i don't know Artie Artie belongs <laughs> to the streets man <laughs> so she's wild dude, what do you my cat spent two years on the street before she came into a household she, she fucking knows some things, man. Yeah. She's also uh, tempered by these uh, large birds that she needs to compete with on a daily yeah, basis. She does have she does have to compete with birds that are her size on a daily basis. So 
She she knows how to get around. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> She'll roll up. Um, but we got two twabs. The first twab, a lot of it is just going over, uh, just saying, hey, go read our blog post. And then just talking about master raids going in. Um, hopefully we can get get some discussions on master raids in the next episode because we plan on running some this weekend. We will be. We will be running some with our clan. And by the way, for those listening, if you do, if you are a new listener, fresh listeners, thank you for being here. Make sure to hit that follow, subscribe to us. But uh, if you are looking for a clan, feel free to reach out to us. Uh, Crimson Dawn. We'll make sure to like link our Discord and all that stuff to it. We have a pretty awesome clan, thriving clan, very busy where everyone's always LFGing, looking for to do raids and GMs and all that stuff. So, yeah, just make sure you ask Doom about his time loss fate bringer. <laughs> <laughs> If it's not that, it's going to be me screaming every time I get a kill with Deathbringer. So <laughs> don't, don't worry. At some point, you'll hear me yelling. Yeah, it's we very, have no control. Yeah, we have no control of your RNG. I'm sorry, but <laughs> <laughs> some things you just have to learn to live with. Unfortunately, that's right. That's right, dude. <laughs> yeah, the twelve wasn't wasn't a big one. Uh, Again, just the only thing really of any importance was just reminding everybody that Master Raids started this week. Uh, they did issue a hot fix that last week, too, that finally nerfed the Cabal Thresher. So that was um, that was a beautiful thing. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. It was I can't, getting a little ridiculous. I can't tell you how many times I was just, just chilling, killing ads, and I was just dead, and... There was just a red line around a thresher, and I was, you son of a bitch, you did it again. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see, man. Come GM for arms dealer. We'll see. (laughs) They're always scary at first, but I I have a lot of faith in this community to find the cheese. (laughs) Where there's a will, there's a cheese, or esoteric, we'll show you how to solo it. Long live esoteric. <laughs> I, I'm I'm convinced that man's a robot. <laughs> he is not a human. It's just yeah. it's just Chad GPT that's become sentient and is now soul yeah. flawlessing dungeons and <laughs> running is. master content by himself. <laughs> yeah, master raid content by himself. Oh man. <laughs> um. Other than that, wasn't much anything bigger in that hotfix but today they released another hotfix hotfix 7.0.0.7 uh fix an issue with trials then they nerfed the game again (laughs) (laughs) they nerfed the neo muna free roam so made it to where there wouldn't be as many orange health bars the elite mobs during free roam which i yeah it added a fresh a fresh little difficulty to the to the game a bit where you just had all yellow bars that you had to kill but it was annoying like i just wanted to go chill and just do random things in neomuna and farm red red borders i didn't want to sweat like, but I find myself going into these like the Vex incursion zone, and all the Vex are elites, 
and I am just I'm sweating my dick off. Like if I don't if I don't bring a meta build, I'm just it's not fun. <laughs> yeah. It's such a weird take too, because you can go visit any of the other destinations and planets and even Europa, you know, Moon, all these uh, dreaming city and you, you you catch yourself like running through it and then you go to Neomuna and it humbles you really, really quick when all you're trying to do is get some resources off the planet and then you get blasted by Cabal or a damn elite wyvern, you know, or champion wyvern that just is roaming around. So yeah, it's it's yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That was a weird decision that uh, they decided to go with. It is oddly difficult. Like, I don't understand yeah. what they were going for with it. Like, nobody was asking for super hard public areas for yeah, public yeah. areas for us to roam around in. Like, it's just too easy for me to kill Lucent Hive walking yeah, I, around I, I, the Sabathoon's throne world. Like, nobody was saying that. Yeah, I would that, really that, like to see or think like hear a new knight's perspective because imagine them playing like on these other planets and like, okay, this is how the game is cool. And then they go to Neomuna and get the shit kicked out of them. Yeah. What is it? <laughs> Let's see what Neptune's about. And then it's just like charred faces and like oh we're never going back there <laughs> like let's just avoid that yeah oh man oh, yeah man. it's like everywhere else is weenie hut jr <laughs> <laughs> oh a cabal glimmer extraction extraction event oh i did many of these in the edz this is easy <laughs> can't wait Ooh, to 10 seconds this. into it yeah 10 seconds into it nah nah not today here comes the thresher it was like during the terminal overloads where I would literally just, I would show up and if I needed to do a terminal overload, I would just do the bare minimum. I wasn't trying to complete tier one or tier two. Like, just get me to the final one faster. Like, cause I am just annoyed with sweating so hard trying to kill these ads or just dying to threshers. And it, it was, it's hard. I appreciate what they tried to do. They tried to make it just not the easiest pushover. But man, mm. they went to two hundred percent. They should should have just kept at a hundred. <laughs> yeah, keep it one hundred, yeah. Benji. Come on, what the hell. Yeah, agreed. Uh, then they fixed an issue with Nezarak and the root of nightmares raid, so that he will actually react to you if you're sitting in a well. So apparently, he's bugged to where if you're sitting in a well, he just stares at you i don't know what was intended and i haven't seen him since this patch went in so it'll be interesting to see what he decides to do now um, you're sitting on your your plate so there was a bug that was going around that i saw a few times where i don't know if it was specific to a well it'd have to probably be specific to a warlock because a warlock is the only one that has a well but um this wasn't even during damage phase. So what was happening is that the Nezarek would come in and charge. He would do his, um, where he'd float up in the air and then want to ground slam you. But what happens is that you have to time it perfectly. And a warlock, you let loose well. And you drop it down. And at the exact same time, you have to do this quickly. It's like sword skating. You drop the well down. You melee him also immediately as he's charging you. And for some reason, it like soft locks him. He just stands there and stares at you the whole time. 
while everyone else is allowed to just complete the the orbs to get to damage phase. And once he's once you get him to damage phase, you can go back up to one of the areas, one of the blocks, stand in there, trigger another well, and then just melt him. Uh, he would like basically turn back on. It was the weirdest thing, and op- that yeah, you know wasn't now, good. That, now that, that you was... talk about that, my my day one, the team that I completed it with, the guy was doing that where you would just. I don't know that it necessarily had to be. I guess if you have to be positioned in a well for this, but yeah, he would he would sit in his well. He'd punch him at the perfect time. We'd all go do our thing. And then there would be another warlock there that would well on top of him so he could stay alive. Because the thing with the glitch was that you weren't allowed to move. So, like, the person that initiated the glitch couldn't move at all. Like, you couldn't touch your thumbsticks or else you you would just completely negate it. So. Yeah, it has to be something tied to the animation of your well plus meleeing plus him smashing and damaging something obviously is getting confused the system's getting confused doesn't know how to attribute for all of those things occurring all at once so therefore it just says all right it's a wash uh Nazarek, we're turning you off for a couple of seconds so <laughs> and like hey man people find that stuff i'm sure the first person who found it was a complete fluke uh an accident and then he realized what he had done and then they kept doing it and then they figured it out and then i saw it on tiktok i saw it on twitter you know i'm like oh shit this is working this is happening and this was during day one raids people were doing this yeah so yeah uh but from what i saw from like uh clyde he they already ran master uh when it comes to you doing the damage phase himself he still reacts the same you know you got you could get onto any of the bases and then just pop a well do damage boom He'll, he'll still try to hit you and all that stuff. occasionally he might land on top if he does his ground slam thing but then he walks right off for some reason Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Then, as I said at the beginning, they nerfed difficulty, so they made combat health combatant health scaling for two and three player fire teams reduced in the season twenty legendary exotic mission. So you're trying to get your, you know, your vex caliber. You're trying to get the the legendary. They dropped all the HP in there, and they reduced enemy health. In Legend and Master Tier Nightfalls, Battlegrounds, Lost Sectors, Offenses, Hunts, and Legend slash Master Campaign Missions. So they made everything easier. How do you guys feel about those? Like, so the exotic mission for Vexcalibur, I thought it was awesome. I thought it was a lot of fun. But yeah, running it legendary with Krim and Flo, it was it was obnoxiously like I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think it should be that hard, even on legendary. Like, I'm not saying it should be a breeze, and I'm okay being humbled every once in a while. But to the point where it was like, it was just ridiculous. You're like, I don't know. Well, to, yeah, to kind of add to that and to justify what you're saying, you're. I completely agree with you, and this is something that we've mentioned a lot before, and I think we a lot of us know it. Um, their idea of difficulty is is adding enemy density, and I love enemy density. Don't get me wrong; I do. I enjoy that because you get this this level of like, oh man, I am a guardian. I am blowing everything up with void, or I am melting everything with scorch and ignitions. That is badass. That is fun. That is where we're at now with the game. It's it's fantastic. Um, 
doing the legendary vex mission we ran it i couldn't complete it. i not dbs checked with the first main boss but it was the ads we got to the boss a couple of times um and the boss was fine it was the ads um now i don't know if it's something with their respawn timer i don't know what they have to address first clearly they're addressing the health of the enemies of the ads because they are a little they're a little tanky for being a legendary um and I think enemy density is not a problem. I think their respawn timing in that, in some of their game modes, is a little off. Um, and by that, I also think there are certain glitches or issues with the game where if you remember the glitch that used to exist, Kevin, uh, glitch with um, boss, boss health. If you were to melt a boss too quick, the health would regenerate. It's because the game yeah. just didn't understand how to how to calculate those numbers. So instead of killing the boss, they're like, uh, no, he's here. So this is like gives him so much health <laughs> back. And I, I there's a part of the Vex mission when you're fighting the first boss where you're trying to kill these snipers, and I was in charge of that. In the first wave of snipers, they'd spawn up. You know where they're going to spawn, so I'm already preemptively getting prepared. I would go in, throw a grenade, do a void sh or shield-like bash, and the second I would take one down, another Vex Cloud is spawning another one at the same exact time. So I almost feel like, does the game not understand that I killed it that fast, that it it probably thinks like, oh, uh, we didn't spawn a Vex, we got to spawn him back in real quick. So it's like, you know, not only are we trying to survive uh, the enemy density, uh, trying to survive the timer, trying to survive the Vex milk that's on the ground. Uh, but on top of that, then we're just trying to, I'm trying to go back and keep my team alive. You know, I'm, I'm playing the part that I'm supposed to be playing and trying to keep these snipers off of my team. But at the same time, I can only do so much too. And, you know, I got a good build. I got my, my, my abilities are coming through really really quick so it's not an ability issue or anything that's just i feel like there are moments in where the game just doesn't understand or can register the fact that you killed an enemy that quick so it has to recoup that by adding the enemy back into it even though it hasn't even given it a second or two for you to like a respawn timer it just it just seems like the respawn timer on certain enemies is a little cracked or broken so but i don't know that's my take on it i've i've done it multiple times or at least I've attempted it, and it, it it is it is a little overwhelming when it comes to when it comes to for me, like I said, an enemy spawning in certain areas. That's it. Yeah, and that, like I like these exotic missions. I thought uh, the pulse from last season. What was that? I can't think of the name of it oh, right now. Oh, revision. Yeah, revision, yeah, revision zero. zero. Um, Vex Caliber. They're they're fun even from like the lore perspective like excalibur was great i love that but yeah, yeah uh to lock crafting the weapon behind completing uh the you know, to completing at higher difficulties it's it's a little obnoxious especially when you make it as hard like i don't know is vexcalibur that good so it's, it's yeah, you're it's, right. Should the should the yeah. weapon match the the amount of effort put into it? And if it does, cool, yeah, make it as hard as you want. But right now, I'm at the point I couldn't care less about finishing anything for Vex Caliber. Yeah. So I'm not gonna like I I really yeah. don't care. And it it it's just kind of a we're gonna make it hard for no reason other than to, to just make it hard and. 
it's like we have hard content for that reason specifically. I'm not like, oh, gosh, I wish these exotic missions were more difficult. They should feel like you're achieving something for sure. But, you know, it's like there's a reason that we have grandmasters and master raids and things like that. That is even trials. That's tough end game content. And when I think of tough end game content, I don't think of creating the God role of my Vex, you know, Vex caliber. Like it's not, it's, it just, it seems like a weird thing to, to make so difficult. Yeah. And it's funny because last night I got, I LFG'd uh, my master, a master strike, and that's Glassway right now. And as many of us know, Glassway at a point a couple years back was uh, the reigning king of difficulty when it came to endgame, you know, GMs and all that stuff. And now with like um, Light, Lightbringer and all that stuff, you know, or Birthplace of the Vile and all the, the new, uh, oh my God, Witch Queen, I'm sorry those have taken that altar now. And I felt like even running Master Nightfall, you know, especially being on a timer, you know, trying to get it done before 30 minutes and then having to hit over 200K, like we were breezing through it, you know, and I was 16, I'm 1825 and my teammates, I think the second highest was at 1818. So like we were going through it and I'm like, it's just such a weird, like black and white, like man, playing Vex was such a headache compared to this. And this is technically more difficult than the legendary exotic mission. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, and it definitely did not feel like that. So a little bit of retooling and rebalancing, I think needs to go into some of those missions or at least that mission. So I'm glad that they addressed it because I saw it from the gecko when I first initially launched it in legendary thinking, I was like, I'll be able to take this on and the scaling aspect of it, you know? And then, like I said, just the respawning of, of enemy, enemy pools and enemy waves, you know, I, I feel like that needs to be a little bit more elongated and not as quickly, you know, because there's just so many things to have to balance out. And then with the enemy scaling, when you have a full three man team, it just, you can't get overwhelmed. So. Uh, then they talk about, they, they did a, Hotfix for the UI and UX. So they reduced the combination score required for Guardian Rank 7, 8, and 9. Um, they almost halved most of them, except for on Rank 9. They, they just minus did like 300. It wasn't half, but yeah, they kind of dropped that from player feedback. Um, just saying it's too much. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm. You've heard my thoughts on this. I do enjoy the system. I think it's a nice system. I think most MMOs have systems like this. I know Final Fantasy XIV does. I know WoW does. Most true MMOs have systems like these in place. How they integrate with their ecosystem is like way superior than what Bungie has done here, or at least try to bring on. But at least they're trying something. So that's the plus. Now, I think them nerfing it, Another nerf, at least, because what isn't this a third nerf of the commendation system? Uh, I think, the third I one? think yeah, so. Yeah. I think yeah. so. The first one was ridiculous. The second yeah. one, yeah. again, I mean, Krim, you, you got to think of it as a, from the, the aspect of a guy that only plays an hour a day. Do you honestly expect them to get 1,200? Do you know what I mean? Like, they, they're just trying to bring it in so it's most feasible for the guy that plays an hour a day which but they shouldn't then if they only play an hour a day they shouldn't be they shouldn't you shouldn't be seeing a person who puts two to three hours a week into a game which is fine like that, that's not a problem and this and this is where that fine line between a casual player and like an elite player comes in like where do you draw that line 
as someone who plays trials regularly, you guys do. I don't. I'm not a PvP player. I play to get my pinnacle, whatever. Um, I am a PvE hardcore grinder. I try to perfect these things, master everything, get all my seals, all that stuff. I'm a completionist when it comes to that stuff. When it comes to this, like someone who's playing only a few hours a week compared to someone who drops in a lot of hours per week, like myself or you guys, you should not see someone at that level at rank 10 or rank 11. It kind of defeats the entire purpose of the ranking system. That's the way I look at it. When you're trying to accommodate very, very casual players, at what point are you losing respect for that system? Because at that point, now you're just creating another like seals because seals you were came before accommodation and that was the first seals are the first big thing that got implemented years ago for you to be able to try to like all right i got this seal i got this name i got conqueror i got drudgeon i got uh, iron lord i got all these awesome banners so obviously people have those things because they've put forth the time to be able to get those things and they've achieved this so they want to show off like hey i got this stuff but when you're you're moving the finish line to make it easier for other people to complete kind of irks a lot of the people who have put in hundreds of hours per week or a few weeks to have to get to this stuff. You know, like I've put in, I put in a lot of hours daily, you know, weekly, we complete uh, group activities almost every weekend to try to get to a certain point. And I don't do these things to hit a commendation level. I don't really care. I completely forget about that stuff most of the time. But seeing that even me putting in three to four hours a day um, and then being at the score that I'm at, it it is feasible. It's not an unattainable number to get to at least reach 2,000 within three to four weeks. But when you're you're telling me that, all right, what I did just seems like it wasn't even worth it anymore. What you did doesn't matter because we're just going to move the baseline. We're going to move that finish line back to, to make it easier for everyone else and everyone else is going to be at rank 10, rank 11. I don't know. It's, it's a very, very hard and fine line to have to walk. I enjoy the commendation system, but uh, as we're seeing now, unfortunately, it's getting exploited. People are farming it. People are finding ways to farm it. That's why they've introduced the whole like cooldown where I don't know if it's different for PvP pvp and pve but i know in pvp you could only do so many per hour and whatnot yeah i i mean we're in season one week five of this being introduced and it's been edited a few times i'm reserving my opinion on it for now i know it's got to be fine-tuned i'm sure we're going to discuss it in depth at you know later dates when its final form (laughs) is uh I've ascended. (laughs) So, I mean, for me, I, it is what it is. I'm not, I have no opinion on it right now. I also like, we'll, we'll see what it turns into, but yeah, I I agree. I'd like to have the back and forth with crimson on it. Cause I have a varying opinion, but I think, I think this is best put a pin in it and we'll, we'll move on from this one for sure. Um, (laughs) moving back into it. Uh, they remove guardian rank objectives that require players to give accommodations for seven, eight, and nine, and they reduce the number of accommodations required for Hawthorne's weekly challenge from twenty to five. Uh, then they also brought that big nerf to the flare-up artifact perk, dropping the amount of additional scorch stacks it adds from thirty to fifteen. So hopefully, it doesn't. It's not too much more of a menace to where two of them will just ignite and kill everybody. 
Uh, they also fixed an issue where target lock was not correctly deactivating on a miss if the weapon was firing at 720 or more. So maybe bring the immortal back in line. I doubt it. <laughs> I think that yeah. thing's just going to run run rampant. Uh, it, it's it's even up for debate whether or not a target lock is actually what's making that gun as cracked as it is. So I mean, it's <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, then the more important thing is Quicksilver and Touch of Malice were not receiving their 40% damage bonus for being exotics. They fixed that. And uh, they fixed an issue where certain ghosts and mods were not correctly unlocking when progressing through Guardian ranks and fixed an issue where certain new players were missing access to patrol destinations. So that all went into effect today, along with another <laughs> beefy twab, which we'll we'll just kind of we'll highlight through most of this stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think you covered most of them, which I think the most important things were the weapon buffs, right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so they talk about the difficulty conversation and how they've they've scaled, they reduce energy, enemy HP, and all non rage and raids in dungeons legend and master activities by 10% and they've reduced the co-op enemy HP scaler in legendary Avalon by 33% for a full fire team. So clearly as you were talking earlier, yeah, full fire team was really getting the shaft in the, the Avalon. Mm-hmm. They also talk about how they moved back a lot of the accommodation stuff, make it a little bit easier for players to, to get some of that stuff and not so grindy to, to get your ranks up because yeah, I mean, realistically, a lot of the things from rank 7, 8, and 9 are requiring you to run a lot of raids. If you are a new player asking to do all of that, plus run all these raids, plus do all that, and you don't play a lot, it's going to be a little harder to get up. I get why they moved it back. Again, we'll go more in discussion about that next time. They talk about PvE primary weapon balancing. This is a this is a big one. They're increasing the damage to red and orange bar enemies in PVE on the falling weapon. So auto rifles, they've been facing a lot of competition with SMGs. I know for sure. I I bring the Neapolitan of the SMGs with me, whether it's the Iclos with bolt shot or or um, you know the funnel web mm-hmm. or even the uh, the Callus mini tool Callus the incandescent mini tool. incandescent. Yeah, they're just better than auto rifles. I mean, they truly are the only one that I can think of that has been like relevant in the last few months. You know, in the last few seasons, that was the Amit, and that was just because of the roles that it had. You know, like and, yeah, it's yeah. been kind of tough. It's been kind of tough to like really stick with the ARs um, as of late. But they are going to get a twenty-five percent damage buff in yep. in the mid-season patch. Yeah, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. Uh, then they're gonna go. They go into pulse rifles, hand cannons, and sidearms. Um, just trying to make them a little bit better in PVE. They're gonna give them a twenty percent damage increase in PVE. Scout rifles. They don't want to tune these too hard because they're because f- they're kind of like um, a low risk weapon. You can you can beam dudes from miles away and not have to worry about taking any damage. So. They only did 10% on these guys. Uh, I think it's a decent buff. I mean, I think I think right now primaries are in a bad position anyway. I, honestly, I've been running double specials since the beginning of Lightfall just because I can, and they just feel better 
than running any primary weapon. Like I kill things faster with a trace rifle and I have great ammo economy. So why would I ever use a, a primary outside of something that's going to kill things faster? You know? Yeah, for sure. It's, it, it just, it makes too much sense to run double special right now. Uh, SMGs and bows. They, they, they just talk about how they tune. These are their benchmarks. SMGs and bows are their benchmarks and, and they think they're working pretty well right now in PVE. And I agree. Bows are good. SMGs are great in PVE. That's, that's kind of what they were basing everything else on. And they just wanted everything else to kind of be on that level of what is already pretty good. Uh, PVP stuff. They talk about weapon archetypes, uh, SMGs, the aggressive frames, they're a little too hard. Like we talked about earlier, they're the Iclos, the Teraba, the, the Immortal, they're all dominating the PvP scene right now. And they talk about the Iclos specifically because when it was originally built back in Warmine, they had fewer guidelines on how to keep weapons balanced. So they found that this thing had a recoil direction that had like as if Zen moment was at max strength. So that's why <laughs> this thing has always felt so beautiful to shoot. Because it, it's just, it's been tuned to shoot that well. And they just missed it every single time. So they, they're, they're going to remove the custom scope uh, tuning to make it a, have a little bit more recoil. So it's a little bit harder to, to hold on to it and beam your target. And they're aware that the change in isolation is not really going to dent the aggressive frame SMG's current dominance. But they have a larger change coming that's going to reduce their optimal TTK from 0.6 to 0.7. So hopefully that kind of like brings it around. They're going to try to make it to where it's not as forgiving if you miss crits. So if you don't get your optimal seven headshot, one body to get the kill from 0.6, you're going to, you're really going to feel it. Now the changes that no one asked for, fusion rifles, which is going to be a terrible thing to deal with. But they, they talked about how last time they touched fusion rifles, you know, shotguns saw a big drop in effectiveness. And they were concerned that rapid fire frame fusions were going to rise up. So they just nerfed them right off the bat. They nerfed them to hell. <laughs> and um, they're pretty much just, just bringing that back. They're going to make it to where rapid fires will be able to kill all resilience in seven bolts, which is pretty good. Then they talk about changes to tra trace rifles. Uh, they're kind of in a weird spot because, you know, they're, they got a high skill gap in a, in a really skilled person's hand. They get a lot of good, great kills, a lot of like highlight reels. Um, they got a great optimal TTK. It's, yeah, they're just kind of in a weird spot, but they're going to increase the base damage by 4%, and they're going to reduce the pre precision hit multiplier from 1.4 to 1.3. So it, your, your crit damage is still going to go up a little bit, but not as much as it was. It, it says here that it's going to go from a 16.8 to a 16.9, so it's not that big of a difference. And they're going to increase the effectiveness of stability at reducing flinch by 10% at 100 stats. So if you have 100 stability on your trace rifle, you're going to have 10% more on top of what it already gives you uh, less flinch. 
Nice. Uh, sniper rifles, they're going to touch the rapid-fire frame, frame sniper rifles in PvP. Uh, they're kind of in a weird spot. You can't two-body shot kill anything. Uh, to address it, they're going to give it more ammo. So they're going to give it an extra shot in PvE, PvP. So you're going to get three shots in this sniper rifle. But it's going to take you all three of those shots to get the kill. And they're going to reduce the recoil by 50% on those. Uh, some changes to exotic weapons. The final warning, the as a strand sidearm that you got from Lightfall after you unlock all of strand, they're changing it so it no longer is able to mark targets through barricades. Uh, Teraba, they're talking about Teraba a little bit. They're going to put the nerf bat on Teraba. Um, they're going to reduce the amount of Ravenous Beast energy you gain when taking damage from 3% to 1% to kind of alleviate that a little bit. And they're going to reduce the zoom from 16 to 15. So that kind of hopefully puts this thing in check. Uh, Revision Zero, they're just seeing fourth time's a charm. So it doesn't work with Hunter's Trace quite as well. Um, fourth time's a charm will now reset when entering Hunter's Trace. This will prevent issue from firing a single shot while in Hunter's Trance and being forcibly returned to Pulse Rifle mode when four, Fourth Times the Charm activates. And then increases PvE damage uh, for the Hunter Trace rounds by 25%, and they're also increasing the PvE damage of the Hockey Heavy Burst by 75%. Good. That's pretty huge. It was weak. Yeah, it was pretty weak. Uh, and then they go into at Season 21 launch... They're going to have a sweeping rework of weapon hip fire reticles. They show a video on this of how it's going to change uh, to kind of show more accuracy, aim assist, charge states, exotic perk states, etc. Uh, they're going to nerf the aggressive frame SMGs, a 10% PVE buff to sniper rifle damage. So sniper rifles will be doing a little bit more damage next season. And buffs an adjustment to more than a dozen exotic weapons, including Graviton's Lance and Salvation's Grip. Which I'm excited for. I love Graviton Lance. Yeah, we'll see how that, that changes. Hopefully that's exciting and, and, and usable again. It has always bothered me that there are like just straight-up useless exotics. I think they should all have some useful traits and there's it's we have some exotics right now that are just laughably bad so i like that they're going back and, and touching these again yeah yeah definitely uh then they talk about uh zoom and they're, they're gonna take a look at how zoom interacts with damage falloffs and they just talk about how zoom is is a pretty important stat which i agree with zoom is a huge stat on most weapons especially in in PvP, where if you're running an SMG with lower zoom than another, you're definitely going to feel it because zoom affects a lot when it when it's on the in-game calculations. So they're gonna they're gonna look at like range finder and other perks that manipulate zoom and try to figure out how to like consolidate it and, and make it not so needed on weapons because like. The Iclos weapon in PvP, the Iclos SMG, without rangefinder, it just it's not as good. Like rangefinder on that weapon makes or breaks it in PvP. 
because it just it just adds that much extra damage fall off to where you can get into those those engagements that you might not necessarily win but because you have rangefinder you're able to win win that one you know um but yeah they're they're investigating decoupling damage fall off from zoom so i don't know how that's going to work but i guess we'll see when we see but then they go into you know some behind the scenes kind of things and they show off a bunch of pretty cool wallpapers if you're interested in changing your background they got some cool ones sitting in there a lot of stuff and we haven't even like talked about the story it was a uh, it was an odd uh blog post just like massive dump of changes I, I i like when they do this and they're not they're not announced it's not like a scheduled twab so yeah they just they just drop the a-bomb yeah all right guys well that's a wrap for our second podcast thought that went well thought we had to cover a lot of a lot of changes to the game coming here i thought this was a good work up to the mid-season uh Wrapping up a lot of stuff, paying our respects to Lance Riddick and moving forward with the game. And uh, if you're interested, we have, uh, we're have we going to drop our links for our Discord, for our clan. Uh, we, we're going to drop Instagram links, give us a follow, like, subscribe, get involved. We love meeting new people, helping you run stuff. So, yeah, that's it. It's been good. Ask him about his time lost fate bringer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, take it easy, everyone. <laughs>